The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Please visit pod617.com to learn about our podcast production services and view our full lineup of shows. What up, gangsters? My name is Inigo Montoya. Movies that you get, Shawshank by. Come on, do it, kill me! I guess I just miss my friend. Shawshank. And on your 50th viewing, Shawshank. This movie is everything. Shawshank. Kiss Masks, Lee Trevino, Shawshank, one-armed black man named Chump, Shawshanked. Here we are, folks, Shawshanked on Pod 617. I'm your host, Uncle Buck. Thank you for joining us once again as we will discuss the world of being Shawshanked by film and television and pop culture. Ladies and gentlemen, to my left, Georgie Kip. It's Brittany, bitch. Okay. Ah! All right. All right. And our list of uh... yes, yes, they just keep getting better. Yeah. They're so bad. They're yeah. great. Yeah. Oh my God! You are the birdemic. <laughs> you are the room of introductions. God, what, I love what, you George, so much. What was that? It's um, Lady Gaga song. Uh, <laughs> uh, even <laughs> Maddie, awesome follow up. Maddie Blake. Oh, I feel like jumping on a couch. Oh, oh, interesting, interesting. That's a little tease. Nick Stevens? <laughs> what the hell was that? Van Damme. Oh, yeah, right, of course. Yes. Come on, Van Damme it, Buck. Ask him to walk, but be nice. You don't make uh, me start dancing. Yeah, oh, I'll yeah, start, yeah, I'll yeah. Start fair enough, fair I'll enough. start Van dancing in the studio. All right, let's go ahead and uh, explain what our episode is about tonight. Nick, please, can you walk us through what we're going to be talking about in this episode? Uh, this is the first part of a three-part Shawshanked podtacular where we figured this particular summer we should do a follow-up to what we did last summer as part of the WEI, now WAF Podcast Network Archives. Last summer we did the 100 Greatest Guy Movies. Correct. So we got to noodling about as we were doing podcasts and beering and sportsing, and we thought it would be fun if we ranked and put together a list of the 50 greatest, not just guys in movies, not just guy stars, the 50 greatest male movie stars. Thought it would be fun to actually spread our wings and talk about your favorite comedic leads, your favorite dramatic roles, and, of course, your favorite big, bad box office superstars. So we're hopefully over guy the course of these. Guy movie badassery. Yes, exactly. The guy movie badassery, your classic leading men, the handsome Saturday matinee idols, and, of course, just, you know, the goofs that we continue to watch, rewatch, and get Shawshanked by. That's right. So over the course of these three podcasts, we're going to do 50 to 31 today, then 30 to 11, and then the final 10. Over these three podcasts, hopefully uh, – will not only list all of your favorites, but put them in an order that you'll understand and uh, potentially disagree with so that you'll tweet us and we can get your uh, clicks and likes. Absolutely. We would love to get your clicks and likes uh, at Pod617 and uh, our various uh, social networking platforms. But let's go ahead and jump right into our episode here, folks, with our number 50 guy movie star. Number 50. You just made the list. Did anyone predict that the fix-it guy from the Facts of Life would at some point become the most popular actor in the world? George Clooney is our number 50 pick. And you check through his filmography, and Clooney's movies, a lot of them have not been blockbusters. But The Perfect Storm and Up in the Air being two of his more 
higher grossing films, but he was a badass in From Dusk Till Dawn, Great which man. remains an amazing watch. Three Kings, Out of Sight, The Thin Red Line. We three kings, yeah. we stealing some gold. And The Perfect Storm, all appreciated gems, but it's his lead work in Ocean's Eleven, the ultimate brotastic heist film that showed the cool, charismatic side of George Clooney on film. See, I, first George Clooney film you think of, I know my favorite, is Out of Sight. Mm-hmm. I still oh, think wow, that's, really? that's one of my 20 favorite. What 25 makes it your favorite? Huh. Clooney film? Yeah. Oh, that movie is amazing. Great, Based off a great book. Sure. Phenomenal read. Uh, the, the, that kind of made him a movie star, too. I, see, that's, I think that's when he made the leap, too. Okay. The chemistry, the sexual tension between he and J-Lo in that movie is palpable. Okay. Uh, it's a Soderbergh film, so it's beautifully shot, very well edited. I just think the whole, everything about that movie is great. I, I didn't even need the Oceans movies to sell me on George Clooney as a movie star. I didn't need the, uh, the Michael Clayton or like the late the Syriana, which he won for. Like from that point on, I was like, "Damn, that guy is a that's a 1950s star with 21st century sensibilities." Maddie, what do you think his best work is? Yeah, Nick, good point. He's very Cary Grant. Yes, um, I think my my favorite. I don't know what his best work is, but my favorite performance by him is uh, "Burn After Reading." Oh, it's a good oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he yeah. plays the uh, spy. is that is that the film with mm-hmm. Brad Pitt and yeah. he's like Coen the movie, he's yeah. like the CIA yeah. operative and then the whole thing builds to spoiler alert just a giant sex toy. <laughs> you <Right>. think he's <laughs> some deep as just like he's this vapid idiot yeah. uh, sex addict. So yeah, no, I, look, he has to be on the list. He could even be higher. He could arguably be higher. Oh, which, definitely. Should be which higher. early on, I just want to say this: when I did my list, because Buck, you had sent it out, and it was like male movie star. Right. So how I did it was literally, I almost did a stream of consciousness where I just closed my eyes, and I thought, male movie star, who popped into my mind. Right. And he was actually one of the was top there, ten sure. that popped into my mind. When you think just movie star, whatever that it is, he's one of them. Was well, and I'm surprised you guys haven't mentioned Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Sure. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I, I just mentioned great. the first one. That's not only one of my favorite oh, bro- movies. He, George Clooney might be He's more- so good in that. The, he might be the only guy that's not Harrison Ford that's in two of my top 50 favorite movies. Oh, no doubt. Mm. Yeah, uh, Old Brother Where Art Thou is a spectacular, spectacular work. Let's go on and uh, jump down to number 49. Do you think also, real quick on Clooney, yeah. is he a better actor than people give him credit for? No. <laughs> number 49. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Is he, his He's humanitarian not. work but, really overshadows. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but he doesn't have to do a lot either. Right. You know, he does, so maybe that does hurt him. I know what you're saying. Um, right. But he also hasn't attempted to do a hell of a lot more either. You know what I mean? He, yeah, but he made that little movie. It was. It was. He the, tries to do shtick every now and again. Yeah. It works in Old Brother. It fails in The Lady Killers. Hail Caesar. What was the movie he did? The mm-hmm. titular character was him, Michael Clayton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. political yeah. movie, yeah. Tony Gilroy lawyer movie. That's yeah. probably the closest he came to really kind of like. All right, I'm gonna give some acting but chops here. He's kind of always like he's not George Clooney. He's that character George Clooney always plays. You're right. Yes. He's one note. He's pretty one note, but he's great. He's a movie star. Right. Uh, but I did when you said like he's Cary Grantish. You could completely Photoshop Cary Grant out of the iconic North by Northwest poster where he's running from the airplane by. And you could just put Clooney in, hundred percent, hundred percent, right? Yep. And let's, but he was also Batman in the worst Batman movie. Yeah. I don't count that against him. Okay. He tried. He did have bat nips. Yeah, that wasn't really his fault. <laughs> bat nips. I'd like to All see right. some bat nips. Moving on, uh, number forty nine. Number forty nine. <laughs> You know what? There's only one guy I can think of that can star in such films as The Raid, The Rack, Attack, The Glory Brigade, 
<laughs> Shaq out on one on one. But but really, uh, he's best known for the Dirty Dozen. I'm talking about Lee Marvin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Lee one. Marvin really. Do you was the, the most manly voice in the history? Oh of cinema. my God. And talk about being the one guy that can control the movie The Dirty Dozen. I mean, really, yeah. that's why he's on this list, right? He's in Delta Force, for God's sake. Delta Force, of course, with Chuck Bass. Norris. Absolutely. He is the guy that if you had to put together a squad of badasses, if you had to put anybody on this list into a group of five or six guys, and one guy's got to lead them, it's Lee Marvin. You know, in some ways, it's it's a unique pick uh, because in some ways, he's the anti-movie star. Oh, big time. But he belongs in this list. I'm not saying he's not, but you know what I mean? He kind yes. of like scoffed all that stuff, which made him a movie star. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right, and he yeah. was like a true badass off screen. Yep. And it's not an action guy list, but you got to give him credit for that. Like he was like a real killer. Didn't he go to war? He like he yep. fought in the war, right? Absolutely. So one yeah, Academy hero. Award for Cat Ballou, which right. was Oscar uh, winner. A, very against. He played against type in that one. He yeah. So you're an Oscar mm. winner. You're an actual war hero. You're a tough guy matinee idol. You are now for our dad's generation one of the recently passed, but ultimately like iconic. Heroes that they would always. I, I I look at all those movies like The Dirty Dozen, The Magnificent Seven, Guns of Navarone. Though I call those the Saturday morning dad movies because growing up in this area, big time, yeah. Channel fifty six and Channel thirty eight yeah. always had one of those like oh the movie lot. They were Dana a Hersey. bunch of men. There was no chance they could get it done, but this guy said we're gonna. Lee get Marvin it done. stars in yeah right. Lee Marvin yeah, stars in Guns and Nuts. Yeah. And, you know, and on the Guns and Nuts network, there was a good chance that Lee Marvin or Charles Bronson was yeah. always going to be in one, or John Wayne was always going to be in one of those movies. So to, like, honor the dads and from where great action cinema came from, you got to have a Lee Marvin in your 50 male stars list. Yeah, man. All right, so let's go to number 48. Number 48. You just made the list. Well... The first time you would have probably seen this particular actor in a prominent role would have been under 50 pounds of latex when he was scheduled to play the Predator in The Predator. Instead, <laughs> the named Predator. Exactly. Instead, this man that we all know by the affectionate nickname of the Muscles from Brussels would go on to star in such... Absolute favorites as No Retreat, No Surrender. Don't you dare make that Maddie Blake noise for my man. Cyborg, Kickboxer, Death Ward, Lionheart, Double Impact, Universal Soldier, which is highly underrated, Hard Target, which is highly overrated, and to this day, one of the most underrated sci-fi action movies, and I'm only touching on his 90s, Time Cop, which is a really good movie. And he always references and say, hey, I made Time Cop. <laughs> you can also see him in the Amazon series Jean-Claude Van Johnson playing a shadow of his former self. Sure, Chuck Zito knocked him out because he's actually kind of a little bit of a pretty boy bitch ass in real life. <laughs> but damn, nobody moves or dances like my man, the one who took down Tong Po and Chong Lee, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Number I'm, 48. I'm livid that he is so high up on the list. He needs <laughs> Me to be too. No, 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 no. movie in no. our list that was no, higher no. than Sacred No, no, I mean, he, he, he's be, he's be in the top 10 in my opinion. Oh, God, no. Jean-Claude be on this Van Damme. You're, you're livid he's not in the top 10? Yes. He, oh, fuck. He's not a movie star. alone. Yes. No, Maddie, that's the thing. He actually is the definition of a male movie star because he's not a real good fighter himself. Like, Steven Seagal, before he decided to... Uh, 
eat the train that they put in, you know, <laughs> what's the name of those movies? He's a, he's a movie star. He's a movie star. Under Siege 2. He's only a movie star. He's not actually like... A, a, Chuck Norris was a martial artist. Bruce Lee could kick anybody's ass. Jean-Claude Van Damme was not a like bad guy, like a tough Jean, guy. Jean-Claude Van Damme was in Bloodsport. He was in Kickboxer. He was in Double Trouble with Dennis Rodman. In All which, terrible in, movies. Oh, oh so Jean-Claude God. Van Damme basically and, brokered peace. And, that's right. It was really his idea. Right. They said if we can only get these North Koreans to behave. Uh, but he was also in Sudden Impact or Sudden Death. Yeah, sudden, no, no, Sudden, sudden Death. Clint Eastwood. No, Sudden Death, which was the Sorry. movie where he I plays a hockey goalie. And oh, and the <laughs> helicopter crashed into the igloo. Who has to stop the igloo from blowing up during the Stanley Cup Finals. And on top of all that, he makes arguably the best 80s movie guy hero comeback uh, small budget film in JCVD. Oh. Yeah. Daddy, I know you've well, seen that. Well, no, that, that's actually good. Which is yeah, an yeah. art house classic. Yeah, yeah and, and, and Jean-Claude Van Johnson on Amazon is not bad but either. that's got to be kind of based on it's, that it's, premise. It's, it's, it's entirely based on that yeah. premise. I'm telling you, go back and watch Time Cop. It is a... <laughs> <laughs> that's a shirt. That's a shirt. Go back and watch Time hey, Cop. But before... You know what? I bet we'll actually... Say... There you go. Go back hey, and listen. watch Time Cop. Yeah. Hey, listen. At me. At Ahoy Nick Stevens. If you want to uh... buy a Go Back and Watch Time Cop shirt. That's the first shirt that we're going to sell. <laughs> but, 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 before... Six, one, he did seven. his NYU film school thesis on Time Cop. <laughs> it's a so good bad. movie. Before we continue... The Rod Seller! Because, because Nick's admiration for Jean-Claude Van Damme... I just want to let you know before we named this podcast Shawshanked, Nick wants to name it Jean Pod Van Dam. And you know what? <laughs> we were going to until Buck ruined uh, everything. Because I, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I have a trouble with the start of the show anyway. So yeah, I, no, with I, I was fumbling all over that. I still like Children of a Lesser Pod. Let's jump into All it. cute, all kitsch, all fun. But he's not one of the fifty greatest movie stars of all time. He is the monkeys. It's if we made a fifty hey, greatest bands of all time, it's like putting the, the monkeys, monkeys on the list. That band. Last train Please. to Clarksville. Let's go to numbers forty-seven. Forty-seven. You just made the list. There is no way as way. You watch water. Water froze. You want to put a martial artist on this list who is an actual movie star and transcended movies all over the world it is this man mr bruce lee god he's so mad at you right now he's so mad because bruce lee was an actual fighter and well, Maddie no. is a martial artist i think he was more of a movie star like he he was oh, handsome oh man those scenes when he'd be like you uh i deliver line <laughs> well racism right now yeah i know just like i mean Sure. Oh, he, well, he I think had, that makes what he did you, even the more impressive. He you was only watched him because he was such a great fighter. Well, n- no, I mean, listen, he he was he was he was persona non grata gratis as far as casting. He took him a long time to break through from the kung fu movies and the Hong Kong films. Right. He did becomes a superstar in America and overseas. Um, becomes the Green Hornet, you know, Cato and the Green Hornet. Yeah, and. Uh, Breaks through, and those movies are iconic. And he was he was a, a star. So I think if you're going to put a martial artist on a top fifty list, it should be someone that actually made some serious work, or attempted to, and was a transcendent star. Bruce Lee was a movie star, man. He people he was handsome. He was uh, unique. He was different. He was Asian. He had it all. And sure, he had a, some trouble with his, his R's, but it's not his fault. He was Asian. Um, <laughs> twenty three. Uh, tw- 
uh, I think it was 23 million, over 23 million worldwide before he stopped making them So, and passed away. Yeah, he was amazing. I mean, really, when you think about just guys that you want to emulate or, or badass guys, right. Bruce Lee's in the top five. But really, I mean, his his career didn't transcend except for the the one film, Enter the, uh, Dra- Enter Enter the, the Dragon, Dragon, which is great. That became a the mirrors, huge Dr. monster, Claw, yeah, yeah. yeah, which was parodied multiple times. Oh, no, look, but here's why I would say, Maddie, he needs to be on this list because. Without him, in a lot of ways, even though there were so many vehicles built for decades in Hollywood around someone else's athletic talent, someone else's martial arts ability, fighting skill, etc., I feel like Bruce Lee really is the forerunner to the singular action star, or especially everything from Jean-Claude Van Damme to Chuck Norris to Jeff Speakman, the perfect weapon. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. All those guys got movies because... Of Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. And that's and, so this is almost, if anything else, an honorary pick on the yeah. male movie And in the sixties and seventies, there was no one better no one bigger. Oh, he sure. was he was almost like a religious figure, you know, like kung fu fighting and all that stuff. Yeah. That was all him, man. He's no he, doubt. He, he's the OG. Uh so let's jump now then to somebody who followed in his footsteps at number forty six. You just made the list. It's time to die. Words uttered at the end of one of the greatest terrible movies ever made, 1985's Invasion USA. Words uttered by a man who used rib condoms inside out so he would get the pleasure. Words used by a man who lost his virginity before his dad did. Words used by a man who sheds his skin twice a year. Words used by a man who, according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, the Native American Trail of Tears has been redefined as anywhere that he walked. (laughs) Of course, I'm talking about my particular favorite 1980s martial artist, the forerunner to Van Damme, who walked in the shadow, obviously, of Bruce Lee, the beard, the stash, the kick-ass. Come on. If you look at, like, the three... Like muscles, machine guns, and mayhem stars. It's clearly whether you rank them Schwarzenegger, Stallone, or Stallone Schwarzenegger. Who's number three in the 1980s? Fucking yeah. Chuck Norris. Fucking yeah. Chuck <laughs> Norris. That's right, Georgie Kip. Chuck Norris. Yeah, it's funny how we've we've got all our kind of action martial arts guy bunched together. Which, by the way, is an accident. Not an accident, but it's it's a statistical anomaly. Like we because we made our separate lists of 50, and this is the math and how they came out. Yes. So we kind of bunched them all together. Which is kind of interesting, um, but yeah, I have no problem with him. I think maybe him and Bruce Lee should be switched because there is no Chuck Norris if he's not in a Bruce Lee film. Right. He was an actual competitive uh, kickboxer. They actually fight each other they in do. Return of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. That's right. So uh, yeah, but I mean, great. Yeah, he's a movie star, no doubt. No, no he's doubt. he's a, he, he was a true star. movie star. Missing an action, missing an, yep. there were three missing Delta an action Force. Yeah, which I love. Delta Force is great. And in the Stevens House, once again, going back to Channel Fifty Six, growing up in the Boston area. I swear, Lone Wolf McQuaid was on yeah. once every fourth Friday night. <laughs> and he fights David Carrot Like, it's Kung Fu versus Chuck Norris. That movie is huge. That's like Laugh Olympics uh, yeah. great crossover. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and let's not forget, Nick, uh, Walker did tell me you have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> we try to forget let's, that period of time. Let's jump to number 45. Number 45. So think about a guy who was able to pull off roles in Red Dawn, The Outsiders, Youngblood, Point Break, 
And George's favorite, to Wong Fu, thanks for, I can't read the rest of that. Julie Newmar. To, to Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Love Julie Newmar. That's right. But let's talk about Roadhouse. It's Patrick Swayze. Now, again, this is another guy I felt like could be lower on the list. That just makes me excited for the rest of this list. I'll tell you that right now. But Patrick Swayze, everything he did between him and Chris Farley dancing on Saturday Night Live. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. To, to these amazing roles where he not only played iconic badass characters that, <laughs> that could do ballet and had amazing hair. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Swayze just kicked ass, and you just wanted to go have a beer with the guy. But he also starred in two of arguably the greatest romantic movies Chick of all time. of all time. Uh, Dirty Dancing and Ghost. Right. Big time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know? Right. Well, I know you watch both weekly, so. I sure do. Right. Nobody every puts time, baby every, in the corner, kid. And let's not forget, like TV counterpart, Don Johnson could sing a little bit too. That's She's right. like the wind, Nick. Oh, oh yeah. God. <laughs> so good. I love that movie. <laughs> my microphone. Oh, went yeah, I think dead. you turned him down enough. Turned him oh, down, yeah. not him. Sorry. Yeah, I should be up that here works. and just turn Should I be down. okay? No, you're a little hot, so let's just bring that down. I'm yeah. so hot. These names, you know, yep. again, that's kind of like the list how I did it. Like you just say Swayze. It's movie right. star. Mm-hmm. It works. Yeah, it's top fifty. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, look. Swayze, I mean, Swayze's the mentor in Youngblood. Yep. He's the leader in Red Dawn. Yep. He's the badass bad guy in Point yep. Break. Yep. Hey, come on, dude. Rock and roll. I know. I'm an FBI agent. I know. Ain't it a blast? Like, he's so, like, and like you said earlier, like, he could do comedy, great action star, uh, trained ballet dancer. Yep. Could yeah. sing, like, yeah. And could sing like the he wind. Had it all. And I would say this, Clooney, Marvin, Van Damme, Bruce Lee, Tucker, I would say he's our first, what I would consider- Really, really, because I don't think Clooney is as strong. Yes, I think he was the best actor of our group so far. Oh wow! By 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 probably a long time. Swayze versus Clooney, the act off. Well, Swayze didn't make the best decisions in terms of roles to show off his acting, but he he was he had chops. He really, really did. Very likable on screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, so likable. Absolutely beautiful. What? Uh, well, let's slow down there. He was gorgeous. Yeah. (laughs) We have a few sexiest men alive on the list. We actually do already have a couple of the sexiest men alive. That's a good point. All right, here we go, uh, Buck. What are number, we moving on number to? Number forty-four. Number forty-four. That's forty-four. You just made the list. This was a controversial pick among us, but he popped up, and this is where he lives. Um, it's Christian Bale, who is now takes the lead as the best actor on the list. Why was I a controversial pick? Well, Christian, because. We just we just not we're not sure how much of a movie star you are as opposed to a great actor. How many movies at number one did I have to? Oh, own? good. That's for a you. good point. That's a good point. Um, we we think you belong on the list. You made it. Am I not the actor you need, but the one you deserve? That's it. So Christian Bale, congratulations. Uh, you just made it. And by the way, we loved American Psycho. Don't just stare at it. Eat it. <laughs> you know what's great about Christian Bale is that he's become the Academy's de facto nominee yeah, in all right. these movies. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. He's Dude. big short. He was on American Hustle, which I know uh, I l- not, Nick hated it. Dig that movie. Yeah, and it's funny just talking about, well, oh my gosh, you know, Swayze might be the best actor on the list. Now we leap up to a real serious actor from like the machinist. He can change his 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 appearance he's got the classically trained chops he is an actor's actor um again i just hesitate to think how much of a quote-unquote movie star he is he's maybe more of the like daniel day lewis 
where he's an unbelievable actor, actor. Yes. but not necessarily male star. As a matter of fact, I think he kind of recuses himself from that. He doesn't want to be that. I don't think Christian Bale gets off on like red carpets and whatever it is that makes a star. No, a star. he signed on to that. He signed on to the three deal Batman movie list at first. And the reason why he's so good as Batman is because he makes the change and because somebody finally brought, listen, this is no shot across the bow of Michael Keaton. No. Michael Keaton's great as the original Batman from the contemporary cinema. Yeah. But Christian Bitt, like, that's a real actor. It's a real character. He's a with, great actor. It's a flushed out character with, with nuances and as opposed to just fun Batman. You, you know, know why, why I call him level. a movie star is because... Believable Batman, right? Yes. yes. Believable, Believable finally. Batman. And the whole movie is based yes. around the science behind it, which yes. is why we all Military sort of flipped the script and said, like, uh, oh, yes, man. Budget, yeah, the whole thing. He's a movie star. He's considered a movie star because Batman, I, I think... Dark Knight is one of the uh, top five grossing films of all time. Wow. Yeah. Well, but I, I'm not so sure that the Dark Knight being a top five grossing film has to do with Christian Bale as much as it does Heath Ledger's performance in an incredible script. Christian Bale, sure, he's the Batman from that incredible. The name's above the title. I, I sure, but like at the same time, like you know, there there's. You know, there's uh, Robert Horry who hits a couple of big three-point yep. shots, and there's Shaq, and then there's, uh, you know, Ron Harper. Yeah. Yeah, who's like, you know, he's there. I'm not saying that he's necessarily the Ron Harper of the Batman movies, but he's a movie star. He's a great actor, as Maddie says. He's truly a tremendous, tremendous talent. Didn't do so well in the Terminator movie. He's excellent in some of the other movies that he does open up. I mean, he's a child star, too. He has been... Yeah. A star in movies now for 32 years because Empire of the Sun mm. came out in 1986. So, great in that. and he's great in that too. No, he's an unbelievable, undeniable talent. And it takes a lot for me to speak out against a Batman. <laughs> yes, this yeah. is true. Uh, let's jump down to number 43. It's amazing how the English countryside looks in no way like Southern California. <laughs> I'm thrilled that this guy is our first uh, comedic representative. The great Mike Myers is next on our list. Uh, killed it. Of course, just the, if he did nothing else but the Austin Powers, you know, series, he'd be, he'd be justified to be on this list. I mean, those things were so huge. In the '90s, they were just massive successes. Well, and how about Wayne's World? I mean, that was well. His that's first what I'm saying, movie. right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying if he if he did nothing else, now you're dead again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if he did nothing else but but that, yeah, um, he'd be justified. But of course, he 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 did yeah, Wayne's he, World. He happened to come off of one of the biggest comedies of the second half of the 21st century, which had a, a highly underrated sequel. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and then, then, and then Shrek he yep. kind of oh, God, I kills it in Shrek. Yeah. Shame on us for forgetting the fact that he's the voice in Shrek, and those three movies together made a billion and a half dollars. And your How favorite. Much? Oh, four, that's right. Your favorite movie from this director, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, a uh, sneaky uh, little performance God. in that. Thank you. Thank so you. So this guy can do it all. Um, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad comedy's coming up this early. But also multiple roles in these movies. And that's Austin right. Powers, he's Dr. That's Evil. That's right, that's he's right. He's Bastard. And an interesting thing about Mike Myers, I might have said this in, in, in one of our other podcasts, I don't remember, but I read this whole thing about him and how intense he was during the Austin Powers thing. And he will not present a character to the public until he's flushed it out to the point where he goes to clubs, like when he did Austin Powers, and he would take questions from the audience for hours 
just working it out. And he said, I, I want to be able to answer every question that conceivably be yeah. asked of my character before I play it on film. Like, he takes this shit seriously. Yeah. And he so he's an actor. Yeah, he that is impressive and also annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. The bar's real high with also, him. Also, his most underrated performance, uh, 54, where he played Steve Rubell. I don't know if you Ooh, guys... Good pull! He was... Wow. Amazing. Wow. And, that. and now 54. Uh, about Studio 54. Yeah, oh, that's right. Script, God, yeah. that's a good deep hole. Now, that, documentary, that... Uh, documentarian, too, because he, he, he produced um, Supermensch. Mike yeah. Myers, it was his. It was his uh, no kidding. Yeah, it's based on his agent. That, ma- that map room yeah, sequence in Inglorious Bastards, yeah. where he <sighs> and Fassbender get together, that's like eight minutes of screen time. Yeah. But the two of them are just phenomenal. And that's also great directing because the perspective, giant room, globe map, yeah. and the two of them just standing there, just gorgeous. What did you also forget? How did I forget? One of my favorite movies of all time. So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. Love that. And that's a great little, that's like one Another of the first indie. film. That's like one of the first indie comedies, not the first, but one of the first that kind of snuck up and became a hit a little later. Right. It kind of grassroots yeah. grew. Yeah. Pre-office yeah. space, yeah. sort yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Found, an, found an audience. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and he flushes out all of his characters. He should have flushed out the love guru. Um, Good point. Oh, God. Mariska Hart. Everybody dude. makes what mistakes. A, what a bummer that number was, huh? He hasn't worked since. Two. I wouldn't. Well, he's doing the Gong Show. It's great to see him come back on TV. I wouldn't yeah. mind him seeing doing another great movie. He will. Oh, I think there's going to be another Austin Powers. Really? I think he's going to jump back into the yeah, well. Because Hollywood more doesn't like to Fine. buy new stuff. They just recycle everything. Exactly. Uh, number forty-two. Number forty-two. You just made the list. So let's face facts here. Uh, Ghostbusters, Police Academy, Stripes, just about every oddball. Dopey comedy stems from one sperm-like cast decision. John Belushi mm. as Bluto Blutarski in Animal yeah. House. Mm-hmm. That is why he is number 42. Now, Belushi did uh, great uh, work in Blues Brothers. He had the only... Great work? Are you kidding me? Yes, great work. Great? How dare you? Well, he was on coke the whole time. Uh, <laughs> he would disappear for days at a time. He was the only, <laughs> was the only memorable character from the horrible Steven Spielberg film, 1941. Oof. Uh, that he, even, he even made Going South uh, with Jack Nicholson uh, memorable as a hangman. But uh, Couldn't really, save neighbors. It's, it's John Belushi in Animal House as Luda Blutarski that puts him on this list. This role not only defined uh, that type of comedy, as as being a big money maker and uh, spawned all these you know horrible mm-hmm. somewhat remakes, but it was Belushi as the barely in the thing cast member, right? Yeah. He yeah. was the he was the, the guy that didn't he was the breakout, but he didn't have to be. He's only in twenty five percent of the movie or thirty percent right. of the movie. He kind of comes and goes and keeps everything else going. I think this is a great pick. I think you could actually make an argument he could be higher on the list because his movie canon is short. Yes. But did anyone have more impact in a shorter amount of time? He had the most charisma, perhaps, on this list. Yeah. I mean, that guy could just raise his eyebrow. He didn't and have to say a word. Didn't have to say a word, and people freaked out. He also had the out-of-offset Hollywood lifestyle that made him a star. You know, yes. the drugs, the nightlife, hanging with De Niro and all these guys, Cover and the fast life. For the complete way he was animal, a, complete, complete maniac, rock and roll totally man. photogenic. Movie he star. Lived, rock star life. 
as a movie star and a comedian. Absolutely. And that's sort of where that whole ideal comes from. And sadly, mm. a few other of our favorite comedians and rock stars and, you know, matinee movie idols have followed him down that same dark, destructive path. But, you know, in in reading that Caddyshack book that we've talked about before in the podcast, the one I said I was Shawshanked by earlier, they all knew what a talent he was. He was just a disaster. He was a giant pain in the ass. And he also knew he was a star. Yeah. He also knew that he could change the temperature in a room and that he added so much more to a scene. But... By that same token, like you dance with the devil if you're going to bring him in, they knew what they were getting into. They spent more money on Blues I think Blues Brothers went 300% over budget. He, <laughs> he almost single-handedly imploded and destroyed that movie, and then it didn't turn out to be the hit that it, it, they thought it should have been because it was so damn expensive. If it right. came in on budget, it would have been fine. Go back and watch that movie. Mm. Oh, I, go, go, listen to the soundtrack. We were talking the After other day time on the radio cop. show. <laughs> Go back and watch Time Cop. Someone else just bought a shirt, Matty Blake. Are you happy? So are you happy? After Time Cop, watch Blues Brothers. All right. The soundtrack to that movie is great. Actually, guys, I'm. You know what? I gotta go because I have to prepare the 50 greatest golf movies that no one. <laughs> uh, he's. The, but like, it's this. The whole. He was bigger than everything. Mm. John Belushi was always bigger than yeah. everything. Yeah. And I was five years old, sucks. and I remember when I learned he died. Wow. I mean, that's, wow. Know, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and move to number 41. 41. You just made the list. You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. I can't do the impression. <laughs> um, this is our first <laughs> nod on the list. Wow. <laughs> um, to the time before us. And the first, you know, when you name the 50 greatest male movie stars, this last name has to come into your mind, even if you never saw one of his films. Of course, Humphrey Bogart. I mean, that name is like a, a cliche for a Hollywood star, Humphrey Bogart. Um, and by the way, I think The Treasure of the Sierra Madre is one of the most underrated films. No one ever talks about it. They talk about Casablanca and African, African Queen. Queen, but... Go back after you watch Time Cop and Blues, <laughs> Blues Brothers. Brothers. All right, watch so the everyone... Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Watch his performance. How restrained, nuanced, but really locked in it. Especially so in that, that time. Is such a good movie. Every right, it's with, such with, a great movie. With the treasure dance. Oh my god! And everyone at that time was so overacting. There was so dramatic, and everyone was like this. And everyone was like this. And, everyone was... and he's just like this. He's locked he's... in. He knew what the camera could do. He's one of the earliest actors to really understand who, what the camera who did. Understood the idea of the movie acting. Yes, small. Yes, yes, small. And what the camera picks up, the nuances, and uh, has what could be. You know, here's looking at you, kid. It's either that or, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, as the most iconic movie line in right. film history. And, uh, right? I mean. Right. So he has I to be on the this list. is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yep. He's got two of them in that movie. Yeah. Casablanca is an incredible well, movie. Well, yep. Yeah. And also, let's not forget, uh, Maltese Falcon's a great oh, movie. Oh, great movie. Great movie. That's one of those, like, when you're our age, you had to have either, like, a sick day or something. Like, I remember I had my tonsils taken out my freshman year of college and I was supposed to be shown all of these movies and because I had to lay on the sofa for three days, tail end of VHS, my mom was like, oh, it's a perfect time to show Nick all these movies I was telling him about. Right. And she went to the store and got all these Bogey and Orson Welles movies and uh, I was forced to sit there and watch them and didn't, I was thrilled. They're all so damn good. Everyone should Time Cop, Blues Brothers, and then the Bogey movies. And it's like Hollywood male star 
he he you know first icon second icon Maddie yeah we can't we can't go back to like the 30s and silent movies and all that stuff because that's just crazy but as far as you know postmodern Hollywood star he could be goat he could be the first at least and here's a weird fact kind of like Belushi flaming out quickly he died at 57 that's he crazy. did everything he did and died at 57 he was sick towards the end you know they were drinking and smoking and all that so it's like what he accomplished in such a short time it's like you just say Humphrey Bogart it's like that's male acting. Yeah. You know, I I love this pick, and I think uh, a lot of our uh, listeners will be, oh, it's John Van Dam or Chuck Norris, Patrick Swayze should be. How do you have him go watch it? Go watch the stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. It's 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 Hall of Fame worthy. Oh my God. What would you say, Buck Georgie? Is this like sort of like this isn't like a like Lee Marvin guys like that that'll come up in this list? Those are the dad picks. Yeah. Yeah. But this is sort of like a dad's dad pick. Yeah. It's a, a nod to pick, old right? Hollywood, but we had to, we had to like when those names transcend all time and space. He's one of them. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. <laughs> yes, because uh, so uh, those are the first ten buck. Nick has uh, something uh, real important for us to. What's in the box? Tell us, Nick. <laughs> go ahead. What's in the box? Oh, well, what's in the box is uh, this promotional read for our friends at the Pod Six One Seven Network. Let me just take a minute to tell you guys about the BPN, the Boston Podcast Network. You know, just a few years ago, podcasting was on the fringe of the media world. Oh, well, that's weird. That's weird, wild stuff. I did not know that. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Yes. Oh, yes. You are correct, Nick. <sighs> now there are more than half a million active podcasts. Half a million active podcasts. Wow, talk about wanting to root for North Korea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we are on the verge of an information revolution. Working with Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network, this allows you and your business to be part of it. Pod617 can produce your show, Soup to Nuts. By the way, George and I were part of a hip-hop group in the late 90s called Soup to Nuts. I was not saying Soup. All right, now Pod617 can produce your show, Soup to Nuts, with their professional producers, dynamic. I mean, you give us, you give the man-children Soup to Nuts. What do you expect? yeah. And we have radio-quality equipment. They produce my show, our show, and we couldn't be happier. Working with the Boston Pod... I mean, I could be. I mean, listen, Scarlett Johansson could be here, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Working with the BPN means becoming part of a community, allowing them to share in your success as you become part of a professionally marketed platform. Contact Pod 617 to start planning. And in the meantime, listen, learn, and binge. Whether you're into music, sports, comedy, business, politics, Boston, or more, you'll find something here for you. Visit pod617.com. In pod we trust. Thank you for joining us for the first episode. Uh, and now let's jump to what we've been Shawshanked by this week. Shawshanked. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start us off with what we've been Shawshanked by this week. And and this may seem self-serving, but i got to tell you guys, I've been completely enthralled in the new uh, Pod 617 podcast, uh, Monsterland. Absolutely love it. Uh, what, what Maddie Blake is doing ah. with Ronnie LeBlanc uh, is uh, just so much fun. Uh, especially with the fact that it's local. If you're in New England or in the uh, Massachusetts area, uh, the discussion about the uh, all the events that have happened locally and uh, talk about the big names that they these guys have already pulled on here. I am enjoying every episode I've listened to so far, Maddie, and I love especially because I, I I do like an an hour long mow of my lawn where yeah. I you know yeah, I can listen to the whole thing and I also can pull it up in my car. So check out the Monsterland podcast. It's available from the Boston Podcast Network on iTunes. Fine, you can golf at my course, Buck. <laughs> God, you just had to ask. Oh, my God. Thank you, man. That means a lot. Yeah, Georgie. Uh, back in the rotation on HBO right now is uh, 2008 
film Role Models, starring Paul Rudd movie, and yeah, Sean yeah. William Scott. Super funny. It is one of the funniest movies of the past ten years. And uh, David, yeah, David Wayne is a sneaky, funny, good director. Like right. Wanderlust. That movie. Yeah, it's a, Paul, is Paul Rudd just the best? Paul Rudd is. You know, I put we never him, talk about I almost him. Almost had him on my list. I'm still amazed I, he, he pulled out the Ant Man character. I, I don't know if he's going to make this list, but like Paul Rudd, oh my at, God. at the end of the day, people are going to talk about Paul Rudd the same way that they talk about insert Tom great musician. No, 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yo, he's, he's so lovable, so he's freaking solid, lovable, and so good. He's Funny like Phil Collins. And by the way, I know someone that tried to get him a screenplay. You know this person. And they said he's the nicest guy to the point where he, like, literally took the person's screenplay at a party and, like, put it in the back of his pants. Like, most stars are like, look, I don't take unsolicited shit. Get away from me. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I'll take it. And he, like, right. hit it in the back. He's just like, he's a mensch. Yeah. And, and I love him. So, role model is so brilliant. My favorite line, though, is Paul Rudd meets McLovin, who's his, uh, you know, sturdy wings, yeah. big brother type mentor. And he goes, yeah, if I... If I mentioned we wanted to play Quidditch, I bet he'd come in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so great. But uh, role models, check it out. So good. Maddie, what do you got? I'm Shawshank by Uncle Buck oh. for liking my podcast. Oh, stop it. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I watched this documentary. It's a long story how I got into it that's boring. It has to do with our radio show. We had a guy on, uh, this guy Dean Del Rey, who has a podcast, uh, Let There Be Rock. He was talking talk. about this documentary. Uh, sorry, Let There Be Talk. He was talking about this documentary, uh, Twisted, excuse my language, this is the name of the documentary, Twisted Fucking Sister. It's on Netflix, and it's the story about how Twisted Sister broke, and it's totally inspirational. Twisted Sister, and I'm not a big fan of them, but man, am I a fan of their journey and the uh, sober gumption they had to make it. They were relentless. They were selling out 5,000-seat arenas before they were signed as a band. No one knew who they were, and they were selling out everything around the tri-state area. It's a great story. Uh, if you like music docs, check it out, Twisted and Sister. And where can we find it again? Netflix. Uh, I'll say for mainstream TV that uh, you can easily access, I continue to be Shawshanked. Uh, the only show that I probably make a point of with my lack of time watching every week is last week tonight. Still think it's the most informative and uh, most enjoyable show to watch every week. It's on HBO on Sunday nights, 11 o'clock. John Oliver hosts the new show. It's a absolute delight. As far as things that have recently caught me and Shawshanked me, uh, this one goes out to the recently departed and deceased Matt Guitar Murphy. Oh. Uh, nice job. The, my particular favorite... Actually, it's my favorite album ever. You know what? If I had to pick a, if I had to pick a Desert Island album, it would be the Atlantic Records album from 1980, Briefcase Full of Blues. Yeah, something special, special just for you. Yeah, honey, something special just for you. You mentioned John Belushi earlier. I, I you know, I'm such a Blues Brothers fan. The crazy thing is, the Blues Brothers went on to record two albums. Made in America and Briefcase Full of Blues that sold over 6 million copies in this country. Briefcase Full of Blues has almost sold over 4 million albums and is widely considered one of the greatest blues albums ever. And Matt Guitar Murphy was the lead guitarist on that album. They assembled like we all watched in a movie that we joke about. It's on our 100 Greatest Guy movies. We talk about it here tonight. It's a, it's a movie whenever we end up doing our seminal comedies list. That's something you need to see. You got to go back and listen to the music they made. Oh. The music they made 
was incredible. How about uh, Aretha is Franklin? That, he was Aretha Franklin's wife a, in the yeah, movie. Yeah. You better yeah. think, think. Uh, yeah. B movie Boxcar Blues from that album is a is a school in blues rock guitar. Uh, yeah, rest in peace to McIntyre Murphy. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we're going to go ahead and say goodnight. And thank you one more time from the uh, Pod 617 family. Until uh, we see you next time, and Jerry Thornton, we love you. You've been Shawshank. Go back and watch Time Cop. Same old place, sweet home, Chicago.